the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's Arthur Idala on AM 970. The answer. This is the Arthur Idala Power Hour with quintessential New Yorker attorney Arthur Idala, New York's go to lawyer. He's here to share his stories from in the courtroom and around the city with interviews from high profile guests and everyday folks calling in to talk about everything from politics, lifestyle, health and wellness, and more. And now, your host, making the case for the city he loves, attorney Arthur Idala. It's 6.05 on a Wednesday night. Happy hump day. You got through the week. This is Arthur Idala on the Power Hour, and I am so lucky because I am not here alone. I am here with the one, the only, the great Joni Pelzer. Is that my my actual Rob Dellinger one? No, no. Listen, I'm an originalist like Scalia is. I'm all about the fine young cannibals. So just say hello. Hello, everybody. We have a lot of hot news tonight, so we better get to it. Great guests, I know, but I have to say hello to Alex Joan. You always tell me to say hello to whoever's producing. Good evening. Matt's taking a vacation day again. What's up, Alex? Later in the show, maybe we talk about the Yankee uh, Uni changes if you want. There's some big Uh, ones out there. Okay, that's a, that, that's fine by me, my man. I um, real quick before we get to our first guest, um, I left off last night with John Katsimatidis was coming to the office to do a uh, little presentation about his book. We had over fifty people here, and I have heard John Katsimatidis speak many times in de- different venues, different locations, and he was great. The book is called "How Far Do You Want to Go: Lessons from a Common Sense Billionaire." And it's a business book, basically, uh, which is an autobiography of John Katsimatidis. And I'm not saying this for any other reason than it's the truth. He did a great, great job. And David Schwartz, my partner, did a great job uh, moderating the whole event. So yesterday was great. At, oh, yes, Joan, you're telling me to get to the guest. And you I, introduced David Schwartz, and you did a great job. You don't give your, yourself enough I don't, kudos. I don't need kudos. It was a you phenomenal know, Joan, event. you know who needs kudos? Our next guest. Absolutely. You know me. why? Besides, besides being a spectacular doctor, and my mother, who's actually in the other room, is probably Dr. Lawrence Haynes' biggest fan because... Lawrence is always there. The only time Lawrence isn't there, Dr. Lawrence Haynes, is when he's sleeping because he's working these crazy shifts at Maimonides Hospital. But on top of just being a spectacular doctor, on top of him being a an incredible brother-in-law who is really saves my life sometimes, Union Strong, um, he's a regular listener to the Idala Power Hour. And uh, I love to welcome him back to the show because... I, so many people I know have some sort of illness. So, Dr. Lawrence Haynes, welcome back, number one. And number two, um, uh, Giovanni in my office right now is out because he's got some kind of stomach thing going on. Imran was out for the first two weeks of the year, coughing his brains out, like to the point where he he, he, he couldn't function. Danita, my secretary, has been out Monday and Tuesday of this week. She's coughing her brains out. 
Joni got something like some crazy disease where not only did she get sick, her eyes blew up and she got conjunctivitis and she looked like who did it and ran. Dr. Lawrence Haynes, tell us, save us, what's going on? <laughs> Thank you, Arthur, for that wonderful intro. My goodness, I don't know if I deserve that. It's an honor and a privilege to be back on your show. Well, you're, you know, yeah. you've been a little busy lately. We've been trying to reel you in, but, you know, talk to me. Tell me what's going on. What are you seeing in the hospital? Yeah, everybody's sick. Everybody has gotten sick this winter that I know. I, I can't think of a single person. Even the people that are usually healthy and don't get sick, like, uh, like our mother-in-law, Nanette, she got sick. Well, how about, how about you, Dr. Haynes? Yeah, I, I was down and out for a few days last uh, couple weeks ago as well. Fever and chills. It was terrible. Yeah, I don't remember having any recollection of you, you being ill. So uh, one doctor, actually, Arthur's pediatrician, my son's pediatrician, said we're paying a viral debt that goes back to COVID and everyone wearing masks and washing their hands all the time and just being the, living in this like puritanical type of society. Is there any truth to that? Absolutely. So, you know, the immune system is just like our brains. They have to be educated. It has to be exposed to different diseases with some frequency. Otherwise, it, it unlearns how to defend your body against it. And the viruses, unfortunately, are are smart little buggers, and they, they change. They mutate. And so um, because our immune system had been protected from viruses for the, you know, the, that year or two during COVID, uh, they, they lost, lost a lot of strength. And so when the viruses come back, they came back with a vengeance. And um, the thing is, when there's a lot of people that are infected, then there's more chance for the virus to mutate. And so, uh, you know, it becomes a, 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 a vicious cycle is that but is that why like different people have different symptoms because <clears throat> Danita seems to have like different symptoms than Joan has and Joan seems to have different symptoms than Imran has etc cetera, etc cetera. yeah well there's so many viruses circulating around right now that that cause all different sorts of symptoms like you mentioned the uh, the conjunctivitis that's like the hallmark of a particular virus called adenovirus and the flu you know causes a lot of body aches and fever a little bit of stuffy nose and some cough, but and maybe a little diarrhea, but it's mostly like the body aches and the fatigue and the fever. And then, and then RSV, uh, another virus, respiratory syncytial virus, causes a lot of the, the coughing and the upper respiratory symptoms. So, you know, each virus has, has its um, pattern of symptoms. And then each person deals with the viruses in a different way. So, yeah, it it's, can be quite variable from person to person, and so, depending on the virus. And... Is it accurate, like, you know, taking a bunch of penicillin antibiotics, that's not going to do anything for a virus? Yeah, unfortunately, there's a, there's a lot of people out there that go to the doctors expecting to get antibiotics, and the doctors, you know, want to make them happy. So they want to keep them as patients, so they'll give them antibiotics. But really, antibiotics are not the treatment for these viruses. There are some viruses that, that have medicines that you can take like the flu has uh, an antiviral called Tamiflu and uh, COVID has Paxlovid um, but most of the viruses is just the tincture of time and drink plenty of fluids and you know uh, Tylenol or uh, ibuprofen for fever it's really all you can do. In terms of um, the flu and the symptoms of the flu is is a fever necessarily tied in to symptoms of the flu? Most people will amount to fever to the flu. It's pretty uncommon for a person not to have fever and chills 
with the flu and uh, the, the body aches and the fatigue. Those, those you, are so do you, do you think you had a little bout with the flu? I think I did, yeah. I didn't test myself, but I think I had the flu. And the flu is really the predominant virus going around right now. It's the, it's the predominant virus that we're seeing in the emergency departments across the city and actually, frankly, across the country. It's, it's the flu right now. What about the COVID? What about the COVID, man? The COVID is there too. The COVID is 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 a, uh, among us. And I, and in my last shift, I saw two people with the flu, and I saw two people with COVID. Um, so it's still around us. But fortunately, we all have some immunity immunity to the COVID. Uh, we either got the vaccine or we got the illness. So it's really become a flu-like illness, and not the deadly disease it used to be in twenty twenty. Okay, so um, Dr. Lawrence Haynes, I have about a minute to go. Uh, here's the question. You ready? You got, yep. I, I, you're walking down the street and a, a genie pops out of the bottle and says, Dr. Haynes, here's $50,000 and you could buy any car you want, but it's got to be before 2000, the year 2000. So the nineties, the eighties, the seventies, the sixties, what, what, what's the first thing that comes to your mind before 2000? Yes. Uh, and it can't be a present for your wife. <laughs> that's that's a tough one. I would probably have to. Uh, I would have to say maybe like a an, an old Porsche. There you go. I knew it. I could have written it down. I could have written that answer down. I should have. I would have. I would have won a little bet with myself. Now are you going with the uh, with the uh, the nine eleven, the Cayman, the bar, the Boxster. Well, you said it was before 2000, right? So the Boxer and the Cayman weren't around yet. So oh, they came out in like 01, 02. They came out right right before that, right? I mean, right after that, I, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I think so. All right. I saw a really cool 911. Uh, it was a 91 uh, yesterday on the street here at uh, 546 Fifth Avenue. Well, Dr. Haynes, um, I'm glad you're healthy. Uh, oh, by the way, how's your son? Because he wasn't feeling too well. He had the flu. He's better now. He's, he went back to school on Tuesday. See, and bottom line is, Dr. Haynes, there's really nothing to do except wash your hands, right? You know, cover your mouth when you cough with your, like you're a vampire, and I don't know, right. take your vitamins, get your vitamin C. Is anything else? Uh, plenty of sleep and, uh, yeah, just good nutrition. All right. Dr. Lawrence Haynes in the house, a frequent listener and guest now on the Idola Power. Thank you, Lolo. We love you. Thank you, Uncle Arthur. All right, we're going to come back with one of the greatest criminal defense minds on the planet Earth, so you don't want to miss this. Joining a gym fashionably late this year? At Planet Fitness, we got you. Because now through January 31st, you can still join for just 24 cents down, $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Plus, get free fitness training. Hurry. Deal ends January 31st. See Home Club for details. Wendy's Breakfast 2 for $3 Biggie Bundles let you create your own delicious combo. Choose from a sausage biscuit, egg and cheese biscuit, small seasoned potatoes, and a medium hot coffee. But it's obvious which combo's the best. Sausage biscuit and small seasoned potatoes. Well, maybe it's the fresh cracked egg and cheese biscuit with a medium hot coffee. Or two savory sausage biscuits. Uh, whichever you pick, you can't go wrong. Choose wisely. Choose Wendy's 2 for $3 Biggie Bundles. Limited time only. U.S. price of participation may vary. Not valid in a combo. Single item at regular price. Let's talk about our friends at Bay Ridge Honda. Bay Ridge Honda. I spoke to my buddy Rob Sabat today, and we were reminiscing. We were talking about a, a Honda that we both love from our childhood, the Honda Prelude. The second uh, series of the Honda Prelude, which was out from about 83, maybe you know, 84, 
until I believe 90 and how hard they are to find. And if you find them, uh, how much money they cost now because Hondas are that good. They're that good. 40 years later, they're still running strong. The Sabah family and uh, the Bay Ridge Honda dealership, they've been there for 60 years. 60 years, serving all five boroughs. I cannot tell you how many people I know who are driving around in a Honda that has a little license plate holder on it. This is Bay Ridge Honda. Why? Because the Sabah family is a family, and they make you feel like part of their family when you go into their dealership on 88th Street and 4th Avenue. So either go to the dealership on 88th and 4th Avenue to see the Accord and the Civic and the Passport and the great Honda Odyssey. I'm a big, it's so funny, I have these like two-seater sports cars from the 60s and 70s, but I love, I love the, I love the, the, um, the mommy mobiles, the soccer mom cars, the Honda Odyssey. Yes, it is a minivan. It is the Swiss Army knife of automobiles, and there is no better place to get one than Bay Ridge Honda, 88th Street and 4th Avenue, Bay Ridge, Brooklyn, or go online to BayRidgeHonda.com. Starting is the most important thing. So buy a Peloton bike or Bike Plus today and get two months free Peloton membership. Starting made easy with thousands of classes to choose from. My name is Cody Rigsby. Welcome to your low-impact rides. Taught by instructors that take the guesswork out of working out. I'm here for you every step of the way. And Peloton Entertainment, so you can watch your favorite shows and live sports as you ride. Shop our limited time offers at onepeloton.com slash deals. Terms apply. So it's all from HomeSense. The leather chair, the chandelier. And everything in this room costs less than just the sofa I used to have. Love means never having to say it's too expensive. Love means saving a lot. (laughs) At HomeSense, standout pieces, outstanding prices. So, God forbid, your husband or your wife or your significant other is in a hospital or in a rehab center. You know how expensive that is these days? You just heard from Dr. Lawrence Haynes. You don't want to be in a position where your lifelong savings disappears because you're not prepared. And who's going to help you be prepared? The lawyers at Connors and Sullivan. You know why they're going to help you? They've been doing this for 40 years. 40 years. They have helped hundreds and hundreds of people just like you prepare for the worst. You know what insurance is? It's money you spend every month that you hope you're never going to use. Call Connors and Sullivan for a free initial consultation with a lawyer. They'll let you know if there's government programs that you are entitled to. They will look at your overall estate plan, what your spending habits are, what you need for retirement, and make sure you are in a position to make decisions for yourself if, God forbid, you or your loved one needs the type of regular nursing home or hospital care that we would hope we all would like to avoid. Connors and Sullivan has offices in Manhattan, Brooklyn, Queens, and Staten Island. Look, folks, it's never too late. If you don't have it taken care of, the time to act is now. Don't wait. Call Connors and Sullivan. They're still there. It's only 620-718-238-6500. And let me tell you something. After you speak to one of the lawyers at Connors and Sullivan, you'll be so glad that you did. Listen to AM 970 The Answer on Alexa. Tune in iHeart or Odyssey.com. We're doing the walk of life, 620, Wednesday, January the 24th. Happy birthday to Chief of the NYPD, Chief Madry. 
He uh, I texted with him back and forth today. He's uh, he's a good man. He is the boss of all bosses. He is uh, Chief Chell's boss. He's uh, <clears throat> who's on the show all the time. He's um, Kemper's boss who's on the show all this time. Maybe he'll be on tomorrow. Usually we do transit Thursdays. Um, before I bring on my next very special guest, I was at the mayor's state of the city today. Um, I'll say this with all humility. I really got a very warm reception from a lot of people in city government. I saw Mira Josie, who was a, a guest on the show. She's a deputy mayor. I saw the head of the business integrity, uh, commission, I think it is. Um, that's Miss Crowley. Um, that's Judge Crowley's daughter. Uh, I saw the DAs, and, and I was texting back and forth with Eric Adams. The five takeaways from Eric Adams' State of the Union. Ready for this? Number one, jobs are up in the city and crime is down. Number two, a plea for Albany to help with some more money with the whole migrant situation. Number three, regulating the Wild West of street deliveries. Number four is social media. The latest public health threat, Adams, who has previously urged social media companies to quell hate speech and blamed online trends for a rise in subway surfing, announced that health commissioner has officially declared social media to be a public health threat. And I told you five, and I think I only give you four. I think there's something here about weed. Um, oh, here we go. A crowd. Oh, yeah, whatever. There's something in here. I think he was talking about shutting down and, and regulating cannabis. The thing about um, regulating the Wild West of street deliveries, when I spoke to the mayor myself, you know, he said, Arthur, it's a supply and demand thing. He's like, everybody's ordering their food to their house. They're on their Amazon. And if people weren't ordering all these deliveries in, these guys wouldn't be running around the city um, on these carts all the time. But, you know, I said, Eric, you know, that. They're running around on these mopeds that have no uh, license plates on them. They're probably not insured. It's, it's, you guys got to get up your regulation game. So we shall see. It's a new year, and he's trying. He's up for re-election in 18 months, so he's going to do the best that he can. So that's what's going on in the city. So sometimes in life, like a 10-year age gap means nothing, like between my wife and I. Like, she thinks she's the senior person in the relationship. We're still working that out. Um, and sometimes it means a lot. Like, when you're a young assistant district attorney and you're 28 or 29 and there's a guy who comes walking into the courtroom who's 38 and 39, there is a big difference. And in the city of New York, there are a handful of criminal defense attorneys who really stand out, who really have a name for, for themselves, and who people who are maybe a decade younger like, look up to, like, okay, that guy clearly knows what the heck he's doing. He's in the, well, he's controlling the courtroom. Yes, it's the judge's courtroom, but right now it's his courtroom. The jury clearly likes him. Oh, look at this. He even knows the law. He's arguing the law. Um, and so yesterday, or the day before yesterday, when I was in federal court, and I saw Michael Bachner, who I've seen on television many, many times, I said, Michael, is there any way you could find some time to come on the radio show? He said, Absolutely. So, without further ado, welcome to the Arthur Idala Power Hour, the one, the only, the very handsome, by the way, uh, Michael Bachner. How are you, sir? Arthur, it's so great to be here. You're so a television guy. You know to get closer to the microphone than Arthur, that. Come on. Great to see you. Great to uh, see your dad also outside before yeah. he hasn't aged a day. And, yeah, uh, well, he's 20 years your senior. You only have a decade on me. <laughs> so, Michael, let's just start from the top. You're talking about my dad. He was in the Manhattan DA's office in the early 60s with Frank Hogan, up until right before Frank Hogan. My dad left and... Hogan was gone. I believe he passed away 
73, 74, something like that. You came in a decade later under Bob Morgenthau. Yeah, I remember being sworn in by uh, the boss, as we called him, and uh, one of the nicest men we knew, brilliant guy, treated his assistants well, and uh, uh, it was a job. If they paid me more, I'd still be there. Did you? So many people, you know, I was in the Brooklyn DA's office. What I say is I, I used to trip over myself in the morning to, to get to work because it was so great. But it's I, I looked at it like graduate school, you, you know, after law school, because that's where you learned how to be a lawyer, not only the law and how to present things, but you learned a lot, and I know you did there as well, about ethics and doing things and integrity, because when you're a prosecutor, there's so many opportunities to do the wrong thing, and we were taught in our respective DA's offices to do the right thing. That's absolutely true. Uh, when we joined, I remember Morgenthau uh, f uh, set up a trip for us to go to Rikers Island, and he told us, he goes, this is where you send people. This is not a joke. This is where you send people. And it was a real moving experience. I'd been there because I came in laterally from, from Ben Brathman's office. I had the pleasure of working with him before the Manhattan DA's office. Ben, you know, preeminent lawyer and a, and a great guy, just a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful lawyer. And uh, it was quite an experience having done criminal defense work first, but that Morgenthau experience, uh, and this is where you send people, sends a big so message. That's not typical. First of all, regarding Ben Brathman, Ben Brathman was on this show for two hours uh, in August of the middle of August of 2022, and I will tell you, Michael, we have replayed his show several times because you know, he, I mean, look, he's the dean of of the criminal defense bar uh, in maybe in the country. I mean, definitely in the state of New York, and his his stories are so intriguing. But tell us, because it's not typical your road. Typically, you leave law school, you go into the DA's office, and then you would go under the wing of someone like Brofman. You did it the other way around. Tell us how that played out. Well, it's a really funny story. Um, one of my closest friends, um, who I went to high school with, um, he was dating Ben's daughter. <laughs> okay. And uh, 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 I'm sorry, Ben's sister. I apologize. Ben's sister. And uh, he knew I wanted to do criminal work, my friend. And he said, you know what? Why don't you send Ben a resume? Ben was at the Manhattan DA's office at the time. So I sent a resume into the DA's office. I interviewed with Ben. Uh, ben oh, so wait, wait. You... Ben was in the DA's yeah, office? Yeah, he was okay. in the DA's office in the Rackets Bureau. And uh, I sent a resume in. He interviewed me. I got the job offered um, to me. Um, instead, I took the job at the U.S. Attorney's Office uh, in New Jersey. Uh, oh. And then six months later, after the summer so you were, was You were in AUSA? I went to the su for the summer, yeah. Okay, uh, I got at, you. At the U.S. Attorney's Office there. And Paul Fishman, who became the U.S. Attorney, was actually in the class with me. And uh, six months later, I go back to law school. I get a call from Brathman. And he goes, I'm opening up my own office. Um, you want to work part-time for me? And uh, I said, sure. And I worked for part-time part for Ben, uh, second year of law school. And, uh, uh, and then that morphed into a full-time job. Uh, I, I'd gotten offers at the DA's offices, except the Manhattan office. I did not get an offer there. Um, and after I got offers, Ben said, you can work for me. And I thought to myself, going to the DA's office out of law school is a great move. But I knew Brathman was going to be a star. You could just sense it. And, uh, and he was, and he still is. Um, so uh, I took that job, stayed there for four years with Ben, and then went back to the Manhattan DA's office. And how long right? did you stay in there? I the Manhattan DA's office. Four years. Um, so let me jump into something else. <clears throat> that was when, 1990? That was 19. Uh, I started working for Ben in law school in 80, and I left him in eight, March of 84. I joined the Manhattan DA's office. Okay. So go to, to let's go forty years, right? Eighty four now to two, two, two right? It's Sorry, brother. Unbelievable that you can say that, but uh, yes. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw this right at you. How do you feel about the Manhattan DA's case against Donald Trump? 
as an alumni, not as a defense attorney, as an alumni of the office? Look, um, I'm not so sure it was the case to bring. Um, it's when you're when you're indicting as the first indictment of a former president. I'm not so sure this is the case that should have been brought. Well, why? Why? Uh, why? Tell me why. Um, I think a lot of the legal theories are very novel. Um, I think there's tell, a tell, tell, tell the listeners what your yeah. definition of novel yeah, is. Just the whole theory about whether or not a misdemeanor can be elevated to a felony. There's all of these. Based on a federal. Based upon a federal offense. So th there's all of these very intricate issues, which Judge Mershon uh, is going to uh, deny in motion practice if he hasn't already. Um, and I just thought it was a kind of a novel theory to bring against a former president. Uh, in addition, uh, it just seemed that it wasn't the kind of case that knowing what was down the pipe, I, I just wouldn't have necessarily brought the case. That all being said, do I think that there's evidence um, to support the charges? Do I think a jury in Manhattan, um, which is not you know, a big Trump uh, I area? Think, I think he got 18% of the vote yeah, Could convict him? Um, I think they can. And do I think Judge Mershon could put, Judge, uh, could put Donald Trump in jail if he's got convicted? I'm not so sure he wouldn't. Um, so, you know, do you know the judge? Well, Cause I, I do not. I don't know him well. I've appeared in front of him once or twice. Um, he is a former assistant in the DA's office. Uh, he is known for being very, very no nonsense. Um, and he is a he's a fairly uh, he's a he's a prosecutor's judge. I mean, you got to have a lot of chutzpah on the facts of this case to put Donald to put any former president. I don't care if it's Obama. I don't care if it's Ronald Reagan. To put that person in in prison for this, am I wrong? Um, look, if Donald Trump, I spell, wait, hold, let me just preface that: this isn't the Frank Hogan administration. This isn't the Bob Morgan. The, this is the the Alvin Bragg administration, where they're cutting some deals on certain people that you know you and I, as defense attorneys, were okay with them, but. Overall, they've definitely gotten lenient on certain crimes. We, we all know that people indicted on the level of felony that Donald Trump has indicted, uh, uh, low-level low e felony, I think, is the top count, uh, generally speaking, would not go to jail, um, certainly with a guilty plea. Uh, and most of those cases would get resolved as any misdemeanor um, as well. Uh, but Donald Trump is not pleading guilty to anything. Uh, and uh, after a trial... Depending how things go, and I'm not so sure the Manhattan case is going to go first. It's likely the D.C. case will go first in front of Judge Chutkin out there. And frankly speaking, she could put him in jail. Uh, you know, the sentencing guidelines are a whole lot different, as you know, um, than the state where there's a lot of discretion with the judge. Um, so is it, we're, we're living in very, very interesting times, I can, I can tell you that. But, so we're going to take a quick break with uh, Michael Bachner. He has been a criminal defense attorney and lawyer. How long have you been a lawyer now? Graduated 44? in 1981. All right. So, yeah, we're 40 and change. 40 and change. Um, and, and for those of you, 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 he's, you know, he's the creme de la creme. He's, uh, you know, top 1%, and, and there's a lot of lawyers in the state of New York. He's, he's right up there. So we're very lucky to have him. When we come back, I'm going to talk to Michael Bachner, number one, about the role of the criminal defense attorney in general in society. And we'll dig into a couple of more of the specific cases that are floating out there. Maybe we'll talk about Daniel Penny. Is it okay, uh, you know, to charge someone in Daniel Penny? That's the subway case. Um, that's another interesting one. It's right up Michael Bachner's, uh, it's in his sweet spot. So, uh, don't go away. We're going to come right back with, uh, defense attorney Michael Bachner.
Wellness Wednesday with your favorite Fox News medical all-stars and other experts on how to keep you well. That's tonight at 7 on AM 970, The Answer. Starting is the most important thing. So buy a Peloton bike or bike plus today and get two months free Peloton membership. Starting made easy with thousands of classes to choose from. My name is Cody Rigsby. Welcome to your low impact ride. Taught by instructors that take the guesswork out of working out. I'm here for you every step of the way. And Peloton Entertainment, so you can watch your favorite shows and live sports as you ride. Shop our limited time offers at onepeloton.com slash deals. Terms apply. A three-game dome stand continues for Syracuse Saturday on a day the great Dave Bing will be honored. It's the Cuse and NC State Saturday night at 7, pregame 6.30. On AM 970, The Answer, New York's home for Syracuse University basketball. All right, let's talk about Fast Tech Industries. You know, Fast Tech Industries, they are going to help you with all of your construction and demolition needs, your weekly waste removal needs. Fast Tech Industries, they're the people you have to call. If you need a roll-off container, 10 yards, 20 yards, 30 yards, 40 yards, perfect for house, attic, and garage cleanouts or construction and demolition debris. Fast Tech specializes in the removal and recycling of dirt, rock, concrete, brick, asphalt in all five boroughs every corner of new jersey and now serving yes this is breaking news now serving westchester county Fastech is the number one supplier of recycled products Fastech is the number one wholesaler of virgin quarry materials and Fastech is the number one provider of roll-off containers so call Fastech 718-494-1600 718-494-1600 you're going to talk to joe you tell joe hey joe i heard arthur idala talking about you guys i need a roll-off container and you know what joe's going to say if arthur sent you 25 bucks off yep my big 25 bucks in your slide Go online to Faztech, F-A-Z as in zebra, T-E-C as in Charlie, I-N-D as in dog, dot com. Faztech Industry is now serving Westchester County, and they are a DeFazio company. My name is Imran Ansari, and I lead the Civil Litigation Division of Idala, Bertuna, and Kamins, the preeminent New York litigation law firm. Have you been injured in a construction site accident? Have you fallen from a scaffold, ladder, or height while on the work site? If the answer is yes, then you may be entitled to significant monetary compensation for your injuries. In most cases, the law in New York favors you as the plaintiff if injured in a fall while working on someone else's property. It is important you speak to an attorney right away to make sure your rights are protected. Myself and our team of experienced trial attorneys will never settle for less than what you deserve. We are always ready to go to court to fight for you and seek justice. If you or a loved one have been injured in an accident, don't delay. Call Idala Bertuna and Cammons at 212-486-0011, 212-486-0011, or visit us at idalalaw.com. Idala Bertuna and Cammons, fighting for justice, fighting for you. All right, let's talk about our friends at Plaza College. P L A Z A, Plaza College. You know what? It's a new year. It's still January. You know, I get nervous. Like, when January ends, I'm like, oh my God, it's going to be December before we know it. But January is almost like June in the summertime. Like, okay, I got the whole summer left. January's like, okay, I still got the whole year left. So, what are you going to do with this year? If you or somebody you know just needs a little kickstart, or a little change of pace. There's nothing better than education. <clears throat> nothing is going to do you. Hold on one second. <clears throat> there we go. There's nothing that's going to do you better than education. 
sometimes we get stuck, we're in a rut, we're, or we're comfortable, but we know we can do better. We know there's that fire in our belly, but we don't know what to do with it. Well, I'm going to tell you what to do with it. Go to Plaza College. They have all these different programs, and one of them will work for you. The one I want to talk to you about right now is court reporting. I'm here with Michael Bachner. He knows how important court reporters are. You, you, you got to kiss their tushy, man. You want them to be on your side. The worst thing that could happen is whether during jury selection or cross-examination or your summation, like, excuse me, counselor, can you speak up or can you say that again? I can't hear you. Like, that's not what you want. The court reporters have so much juice in that courtroom. Usually it's the first person the judge looks for or says hello to, and the last one he or she says goodnight to at the end of the night. The National Court Reporters Association says there are 5,000 openings and not enough reporters to fill them. So the National Court Reporters Association is offering this free program called A to Z, where participants are introduced to stenography and court reporting and sessions are being hosted right here in New York City. Plaza College in Queens is the only school in the city with a court reporting program. So sign up today by emailing info at plazacollege.edu That's info at plaza P-L-A-Z-A college dot E-D-U Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com Tune in, iHeart, Alexa or odyssey.com We're back to the Arthur Idala Power Hour with New York City's preeminent trial attorney and quintessential New Yorker, attorney Arthur Idala. It's Wednesday night, 6.38, here in the Idala Power Hour. This is Arthur Idala, Joan Pelzer, Alex Garrett, here at 546 Fifth Avenue, New York City. I'm sitting here behind my desk. And I have a very, very special guest who uh, found some time to come and join us, Michael Bachner. Michael, um, you are you are a prosecutor. You are a criminal defense attorney. Um, I, you do all this stuff besides criminal law as well, I know. But, you know, to the layperson, like the prosecutors, like a guy like Ron Cimino or something like that, they're, they're known as, like, you know, they're wearing, they're on the white horse, and they're the good guys, and they have the badges, and they have the parking plaques, and they're on the side of truth, justice, and the American way. And the criminal defense attorney is looked at like, how could you represent those people, man? How do you get that guy out? How are you trying to get him off? And I will tell you what my father used to say is, I don't get anyone off. They're never on. There's a presumption of innocence. It's the prosecutor's job to put them on. But what does Michael Bachner have to say about you know your storied career of representing the accused, which a lot of people translate into the bad guy? Yeah, the, the question you're asking is the question that probably most people ask of me all the time. And um, I can tell you, when I do my opening statements in federal cases, or even in state cases, and it's you know the case introduces United States of America against John Doe, I tell the jury right off, you know, forget that caption. You're the United States of America. I'm the United States of America. Not them. They're prosecutors. They get paid to do their job, and their job is to try and convince you of X, Y, and Z. So you try and let the jury know that they don't represent the government. They are just people trying to do their job. But my view of the world is that uh, until people need a criminal lawyer, they just don't realize how important we are. The Constitution understood it. That's why they have the Fourth Amendment, the Fifth Amendment, the Sixth Amendment, in order to control the power of the government, because the government out of control is a real problem. And the defense lawyer is that line, that demarcation between oppressive power 
and the ability of the individual to protect himself. And I tell clients all the time where people ask the question, I'm kind of like a doctor. When someone's sick gets rolled into the emergency room, you don't say to the doctor, how can you operate on that person? He's such a bad guy. So he has a bullet wound. Who cares? Because you don't judge him because he's sick. He needs help. I look at my client the same way. I don't judge him for what he is. I judge him for what they say he's done, and I try to make him better. I try my best, just like a doctor does. Sometimes you win, sometimes you lose, but you always try your best. And if we did, if we had a world without lawyers, we would have anarchy. Anarchy. Have you noticed in the course of your career a difference in attitude and uh, strategy by prosecutors? Have they become more hard-nosed, more aggressive, less aggressive? And, and since you practice in the state court and the federal court, you may have a different answer for each one. It's really, it's a really good question. Um, the state system prosecutors are generally younger. Um, they come in laterally. They come in right out of law school, oftentimes, and there's very little life experience, and they, they, they just don't know people. Federal prosecutors, even though they're they're oftentimes brilliant and and generally very very good lawyers, uh, they usually have either clerked for a judge, worked in a law firm, and represented people on the other side. So they have a little bit of a different perspective about what we criminal defense lawyers. Uh, uh, do. But I have found generally uh, prosecutors to be, I get along fine. Once in a while you find a prosecutor who's a problem. You find the prosecutor, thank God it's a rarity, who hides that material he should have given to you that we call Brady material, that exculpatory information, and they get in trouble for it. Um, but uh, thankfully we live in a world in which prosecutors do take their job seriously and i think by and large just like police officers try to do their job and try to do it right um, i just want to interrupt you for a second you know in terms of the the quality of the cases and, and the um the seriousness of the cases you know justice scalia and i had a very strong relationship we got to, to, to chat often and his words to me were I'm looking at the cases that the feds are now indicting, and that expression, don't make a federal case out of it, has gone out the window. Because they're, they're, they're bleeding into the state area, and federal cases used to be like the real, real big ones. Yeah. And now they're, you know, they're coming down the, 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 the totem pole a little bit. What does Michael Bachner have to say I, about that? I, I've seen that. I certainly saw it in the early days with crack cases when they were indicting cases that were generally state-related cases. I've seen the criminalization of conduct, which is really most of the time would have been treated civilly. You know, there would have been a lawsuit brought where the SEC, Securities and Exchange Commission, would have dealt with it exclusively. And now it's being... Uh, indicted as a securities fraud or a crime. So there, that, that line has been blurred a lot, and I do see the, the criminalization of conduct, which I think um, is bleeding over into the civil arena. And there, there isn't a very aggressive nature. Prosecutors like that like podium. They like to make their speeches, and they like to talk about the cases they've brought. And that, I think, is happening more and more um, as well. But I, I have seen the prosecution of cases, which I'm thinking to myself, you're kidding. That you're indicting that case. <laughs> I, I hear you. So, Michael, we only have a couple of minutes left with you. Tell me, give me a war story. What is, what is the most? I mean, I know you know. My dad just walked into the room. He was representing Jennifer Lopez. Ben Brockman was representing Puffy Combs, and you were representing Wolf. Was that? Yeah, I was representing uh, Puffy's bodyguard, uh, Anthony Jones. So it's funny. Uh, that had to be. And, and uh, at the table with you was uh, OJ's lawyer. Yeah, Johnny, Johnny, Johnny Cochran. Cochran. I mean, I was, I was there. I was yeah. there. I watched Ben's summation. 
Yeah, when, uh, the job Ben did there was just amazing. And Cochran uh, was a very interesting, really nice man who knew he was outside of his ballywick, outside of his arena in that case. And after he started doing a few things, he approached us all and said, you know what? I'm good in California. This is your your field. And Johnny did virtually nothing during that case other than be present every day. Yeah, I remember. And said, this is, this is, uh, this is your field. I remember Ben's opening line of his summation. His opening line was, we all know. Why we're, we're here. We, no, we'd rather have Johnny <laughs> Cochran here right now. Yeah, exactly. But he thought that would be too much of a distraction, and this is too serious. That's exactly and, true. You no, know, I remember. I believe yep. me. I was a kid. I, was, I, I went to the bathroom with Puffy yeah. and, and, and those guys. I, I actually remember. Takeaway. Much to, you know, I, I want to thank you now that I've never, I don't know if I've ever done it, but when I got selected to be Jones's lawyer in that case, um, which happened not through Ben, believe it or not, it was happened on my own, um, people were interviewed about who I was because I was kind of a nobody at the time. And you said something very nice. I don't even remember it in the Daily News. And you said he's, uh, you know, a newcomer. But he's a really good lawyer and and said some very nice things. I still have it hanging well, on my, hanging on my wall. Across when I was a prosecutor yep. in the DA's office, and yep. as I said, Alex, you're going to give me an extra two minutes here. <laughs> um, and it, it, you know, I, I, as I said at the beginning of this segment, there's people who just stand out. And yeah. you know, when you're a prosecutor and you're doing the calendar, I'm seeing 15 yeah. lawyers a day, and then there's that one that comes in. You're like, okay, he's a real dude. Um, tell me about the Bell fan, the Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah, that was one of my, uh, I represented a, a fellow lawyer who was the head of this corporate finance department for Jordan Belfort. The Wolf of Wall Street was kind of one of the owners. And uh, Jordan testified at that trial, and the cross-examination of Jordan was uh, took about two days. He was shredded. The jury acquitted of most counts, convicted on one. And after my cross-examination of Jordan, uh, the prosecutor in the case uh, in, uh, came up to me and said, this has never happened, but Jordan wants your card. So uh, I don't know if he ever gave it to him because I never heard from him again. Um, but uh, but it was uh, quite an experience. Jordan was, uh, Belfort was uh, What's been the something. most difficult part about being a, a defense attorney? And you could talk about the business aspect of it, the courtroom aspect, the clients, you have, the effects it's had on your family. You know, it's all of that. And, uh, you know, some lawyers, and I, I put myself, I don't have ice going through my veins. Like, you know, I take this stuff really seriously. I really care that I win. I care that it works out for the prosecutor, for the, uh, for the, for my client. And I care that, you know, sometimes, you know, uh, it, it, it eats me up. Um, and if the result isn't what I want, it takes a while for me to get over it. So I think that's the hardest part of it. And the hours. You know, people don't get it. When you pair cross-examination, it's 10 hours for every hour of cross if you're doing it Michael, right. I, you know, I can't believe it. My wife says to me, sitting at the kitchen table, you're here at 4 o'clock in the morning, what are you doing? You're 66 I, you years know, old. I, I, in a month, less than a month, 21 days, I have to argue the Harvey Weinstein appeal oh, in, the, in the court of appeal. You got a chance, man. You got a chance there. I think, I think that, ears, that 404B cannot, evidence was pretty bad. Though, I, yeah, the Molyneux, Sandoval yeah. stuff. I yeah. can't tell you how many hours I put in. I mean, I cannot tell well, he you. couldn't and, be in and, better hands. And it, oh, thank you. I, but just explain to people before we go how when you're on trial, when you're in that mode, whether it's you're arguing that type of appeal, it never leaves you, right? I know. It's your... In the it, shower, the bathroom. <laughs> it's non-stop. It's the old joke, you know, how, how did the lawyer bill 24 hours? Because I think about it even when I'm sleeping. And uh, and the answer is, it never leaves Well, the you. guy with the mustache sleeps literally with a pad next to his... No, with a <laughs> pad next to his... With it. a pad and a pad, and he'll wake up at 3 o'clock in the morning, and oh, he's scribbling stuff down, and they go right back to in sleep. In office, like the great musicians, where they say the best things, they wake up and they write down at their bed, and lawyers are the same. You think of those great thoughts, man. I got two minutes left. Tell me when you're, you're, if your heart's ever been broken by a case 
Whether it's not getting a case you wanted to get or losing money on a case or... Well, you know, all of that too. But um, I did an insider trading case many years ago uh, where the guy, it was a $36 million benefit to the client. And we did a lot to try to get his guideline range down. And the court was having none of it. And I knew that if this case were in front of another judge in another district, the client may have gotten a walk or may have gotten a year or two years. And in the district I was in, he ended up getting hammered. And I left that sentencing going, there's something wrong with this system. Uh, there shouldn't be this type of discrepancy. That was heartbreaking for me because um, I thought the guy didn't you deserve know, the what The biggest he got. difference you know, between being a prosecutor and a defense attorney is when you're trying a case as a prosecutor, the damage has already been done to your client. Right, The client's the complaining witness. So they've either already been robbed, God forbid, raped, or, the, or their loved one has been killed. So when the verdict comes in, you know, even if it's a, an acquittal, they're not getting robbed again, raped again, murdered again. When you're a defense attorney, especially when the guy's out uh, you know, on liberty and you hear guilty, and I mean with Harvey, he's looking at me, he goes, how could this happen? What, what, what's going on? What's happening? For the first time now, he's getting handcuffs and he's, he's getting, going to Reich. Well, he actually went to Bellevue. But you know, I've had that in a couple of cases, and now the wife is hysterical and the kids are hysterical. It's I say to my kids all the time, my daughter is a social worker, and I always say to her, I feel oftentimes, and I'm, I know you feel the same way because I think you're the same in heart that I am. Lawyers, um, I feel like I'm a psychologist more than I am a lawyer oftentimes. There's no, there's no doubt about that. A lot of, you know, the family, the children, the hand. My mother came in the office. She said, who's that guy's picture up on the top shelf? That is the best psychologist I've ever hung out with. He was he passed away 88 years old. He's a mentor. He's looking down at me. I don't know if you can see him because the door is there. But I have so many people sitting where, especially parents. Yeah. Right? The kids get jammed up and the oh. parents are... And All right, Michael, I am I am out of time. I could do this with you like three, four, uh, five more so times. So much fun. So much fun. We'll make sure it happens again in, in the spring. Um, I want to thank you. Um, well, we're going to meet again on May the 13th. You're yes. going at 10 a.m. and I'm going at 11 a.m. I'm asking for an adjournment. Are you? <laughs> Probably. Why? I don't know. Oh, no, my guy wants to get it out of the way. Yeah. And, uh, but I think we're in decent shape yeah, I think so, I think, too. I think, I think we so should too. be okay. we I got a good so judge, too. and I have, I we have some good memos to write and I good agree. arguments. They're, I agree. They're, this, they're good guys who did something silly as opposed to bad guys who did something bad. And they got great lawyers. And they got great lawyers. <laughs> Michael Bachner here on the Author Eight Dollar Power Hour. We're going to take a break. I'm going to see if I can get a special guest to sit in this chair for the last six minutes. Um, all right, don't go away. We'll be right back. Joining a gym fashionably late this year? At Planet Fitness, we got you. Because now through January 31st, you can still join for just 24 cents down, $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Plus, get free fitness training. Hurry. Deal ends January 31st. See Home Club for details. You might think things are okay with the economy right now. The bank failures seem to be behind us. Inflation seems to be under control. And the stock market seems to be rebounding. But there's a few things you're not being told. Commercial real estate could ignite the next banking crisis. Inflation could ramp back up due to a number of threats. And skyrocketing payments on our national debt could soon send shockwaves through our economy. What does this mean for your retirement savings? Thousands of Americans are taking a portion of their savings and diversifying it with precious metals like gold and silver. You could do the same today with a simple phone call to the number one rated precious metals company, Gold Co. 
Call 855-GOLD-IRA and learn how Americans are diversifying their money today. Plus, you could get up to $10,000 in free silver while supplies last. Don't miss this rare opportunity. Call Gold Co. today at 855-GOLD-IRA. That's 855-GOLD-IRA. 855-GOLD-IRA. Paid for by Gold Co. Bay Ridge Honda, Bay Ridge Honda, Bay Ridge Honda. Come on, it's a new year. Get a new car. You're allowed to get a new car. It's a Bay Ridge Honda celebration. You know what? You can go in, you can buy a new car now, and you don't have to pay anything for three months. Three months. So if you buy a car today, three months from now, you start making payments. But between now and then, you are in good shape. You're getting to drive a car for three months without paying. Where should you go to get that car? Bay Ridge Honda. Go check out the new Accord. It's gorgeous. The new Civics are so much fun. There's the four-door Civic. There's the two-door Civic that you can actually get with a stick shift. It is a blast. They have finance rates. Um, they have all these great warranties. And if you bring a trade-in, they're going to give you top dollars for your trade-in. Um, and they got a whole bunch of used cars, like hundreds of used cars. So visit Bay Ridge Honda on 4th Avenue and 88th Street in Bay Ridge, Brooklyn, or go online to BayRidgeHonda.com. Kevin McCullough is next on AM 970, The Answer. I can't begin to know it, but then I know it's growing strong. All right, it's Arthur Idala and Alex. Why are we playing Neil Diamond? It's his birthday today, and my computer's acting up. But you can tell me the age. It's on your sheet there. How old is he today? Eighty-three years old. Oh, he's a kid compared to Lou Idala, who's going to be eighty-six soon. Um, so that was for me. I, look, I I could have. The way we did the two-hour show with Ben Brothman, I could have done the same thing with Michael Bachner. Obviously, it's right up my alley. It's how I live uh, my day-in and day-out life. He was very similar in terms of, you know, he started out and he built up a little bit of a practice. And then he got one associate and two associates and three associates. And he he was smart. He watched all that payroll go up. He goes, okay, that's enough now. Um, like, I'm over here. I'm still going. I'm still going. I'm still going. But we'll see what the future holds. Apparently, um, I've been, I was texted by a very handsome man from Staten Island that I misspoke. I said, today I saw Eric Adams' State of the Union, and it's technically the state of the city. But I do think the listeners understood what I meant. Um, so Eric Adams, uh, look, we all care about the city of New York. And Josh, John Katsimatidis last night was just excellent talking about it. And that, that, um, event that I went to Tuesday morning with the leaders of the city from the world of business, everyone understands and it ties right into what I was talking about with Michael Bachner. You know, it's all about crime and bringing crime down and making people feel safe. And, and what John Katsimatidis is like said, uh, uh, having the Dwayne Reeds and the CVS is open all night long and the, the diners open all night long without fear of, of the kids coming in and shoplifting and stealing everything. But the balancing is how do you achieve that type of law enforcement without violating what Michael Bachner talked about, the Fourth Amendment, the Fifth Amendment, and the Sixth Amendment. And, you know, it's easier said than done. Everyone talks about, you know, Rudy Giuliani coming in in 1994, exactly 30 years ago, and, uh, you know, cleaning up the city. Well, I'm going to be honest with you. 
look, we're Representative Giuliani pro bono on his case in, in Georgia. Why am I doing that? Because I feel a debt to him on behalf of the city because he he saved this city twice. He saved us from a crime wave, and then he saved us on 9-11 by his leadership. But if you look back, I mean, and you can say he, he really kicked organized crime in the teeth when he was the U.S. attorney. You know how many... You know how many reversals he's got? You know how many times he was reversed when he was the U.S. Attorney by the Second Circuit? I think he holds the record. I'm not exaggerating. You know if he does, Mike? Something like that. He had a lot of reversals when he was the U.S. Attorney. Then, uh, you know, his cops, they broke a lot of plates in the China store when they cleaned up crime a lot here. And it was a different world. Police officers weren't wearing cameras. Every citizen didn't have a camera on them. So if a cop came over to you and hit you in the back of the legs with a with a nightstick and said, don't do that again, I mean, a cop literally kicked me in the ass, and I totally deserved it when he did so. And he said, get the hell out of here, Arthur. Um, I wasn't doing anything really bad, um, but, you know, it was a different world. And what Eric Adams was talking about today, what um, the leaders that I was at at that uh, breakfast yesterday, what John Katsimatidis was saying before New York could fully come back, regarding the occupancy here of these commercial buildings around me, regarding the theater, regarding the restaurants, is we got to tackle crime. I was with Chief John Chell this morning. He's the chief of patrol, as you know. All I can tell you is they're working really hard. Eric Adams had a great presentation today. We're hoping to have at least Frank Setio on maybe tomorrow, hopefully Ingrid from the mayor's offices on Friday. We are kicking some butt here on the Arthur Idala Power Hour. Happy Wednesday to all of you. We'll be back tomorrow night, Thursday night, live and local on the Idala Power Hour. See you tomorrow. The Arthur Idala Power Hour is sponsored by Idala Bertuna and Cammons, PC. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.